With more than 300,000 cases reported so far, India is currently struggling to contain the novel coronavirus pandemic. Globally, the country is at the fourth position in terms of the spread of the disease. But amid all this, one state in India has gained wide appreciation from across the globe for the way it managed the pandemic. Kerala. More than 4 months ago, Kerala, where 10% of its 33 million people reside outside the country, was in fact the first state in India to report a COVID-19 case. Here we have with us the man who led the fight against the pandemic from behind the curtain. Hi, I'm Shrutin. Joining me today in a Shavel special podcast is Dr. Vishwas Mehta, the Chief Secretary of Kerala. Just before becoming the head of the state bureaucracy, Dr. Mehta was handling the responsibility of coordinating the state's response against COVID-19. Welcome, Dr. Mehta. Let's start with a question that everybody has in mind these days. What makes Kerala's response different and uh, what you guys are uh, getting right? See, one thing you have to understand is that health and social sector in any place, any state, cannot be cannot be developed overnight. Kerala's history started 100 years ago. The first primary health center was set up by the royal family. That was 100 years ago. And first vaccination in the country happened with the times of royal family. So much before independence. Secondly, the missionaries who arrived early in Kerala much before independence, they brought education, they brought health. So monarch, missionary, and third is the third is the Patriarchal system, which brought education to women. Now it is it is vanished to a large extent, but still it empowered women. So we started very early, okay. and that is why that health awareness, literacy. So we are 20 years ahead of any other state in terms of education and health because we started very very early. So that basic advantage we have. Now how do we use this advantage to ensure that the epidemic is under control? For that we largely relied on the decentralized planning, that is the local bodies. And as you know, people are people have high teaching behavior in Canada. They won't compromise on health. Lacks and lacks of people working at ground level, street level, work. A seamless coordination hmm. by us okay. among various departments and the top policy maker who ensures that the decision is not given. If you, hmm. if, if this, this is what Kerala bothers, nothing else. Uh, in fact, in the previous two years, Kerala was fighting a battle against an even deadlier virus, Nipah. While only 19 people got the disease uh, in in 2018, 17 of them died. Compared to that, only 19. of the 2407 patients as of june 14 have died of corona in kerala here mr mehta explains how the experience of fighting nipa actually helped kerala in its response against covid-19 so as soon as the first case came in india first case came in india on 30 january this girl girl from wuhan landed up and we found that she was positive and there were no protocols nobody knew anything about covid that time in january and people they were only speculation was spreading in wuhan and not much idea nobody knew anything about it. so all we did at that time was to ensure to start with the protocol which we had experimented during nipah virus the nipah virus actually had told us very success a big success story saying that we how the contact tracing how quarantine how isolation how primary and secondary contacts should be located kept on the watch on the mm-hmm. table so all we did was on 30th we found we contacted everybody who came in contact with this person who was infected 
and ensure that they are kept on the watch and ensure that they don't spread it further. This is what we had done in Nepal about two years ago. And Nepal has a high mortality rate. So COVID doesn't have, only yeah. the numbers are scary. Numbers are scary. Mm-hmm. The mortality rate is not high. So this is how the 30th January issue we handled after that 8th March. Some people from Italy returned. By that time, it had spread in Italy, it had spread in UK. And as, as you know, after 8th March, we started reporting everywhere, including India. And finally, we have the national lockdown on 26th March. Mm. Now, since we had this whole decentralized planning in place, mm. we further made it centered by going for ward level committees. Okay. We are going beyond the panchayats. So, wherever the case is reported, Isolation, hmm. wherever a primary or secondary case is located, we mapped it and we asked the ward level committees to watch it. Local bodies, health volunteers, health workers, police. Hmm. Hmm. Everybody. Okay. And it was made public to everybody that, you know, you will confine yourself to houses. So that there's no vaccination. The only way to do is that your body has to kill it. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Hmm. And please ensure that it's not passed on. And people followed that protocol and therefore, uh, during the national lockdown, when we enforced it, from 35th March to 30th April, the cases started coming down. On 30th April, we had the best recovery rate in the world. That was 96%. With only 3 deaths and 15 and 15 active cases, mm. as on 30th April. Mm. On 1st, 2nd and 3rd, we had no case supported, zero cases. Mm. Then the next truck started with 4th May when the borders were open. Yeah. Mm. And people started talking about other states. The second interest started when the flights opened from okay. Gulf. So the scenario changed after 4th and 7th May. We again put the protocol in place. But the focus was again on the fact that we must ensure that every person who comes inside, his contact details, hmm. his house, his address is known to us and he's kept on the watch. And on a day-to-day basis, they were contacted. Generally, people are responsible there. People do do not hide it. So lacks of workers involved during the lockdown mm. ensure that the, these people keep who keep coming and keep testing positive do not spread it to others. Kerala is predominantly a consumer state. It has to depend on neighboring states like Tamil Nadu, Karnataka and so on for food grains, fruits, vegetables, poultry, oils and so on. Just to give you an example, let's take eggs. The state consumes one crore eggs per day. Only a fourth of that is produced within the state. So managing the supply chains during the lockdown period was a major task for the government. So we had to ensure that the interstate movement of things do not stop. We don't want any panic buying. We don't want prices to go up. We don't want anybody to hold the stocks. We also want to ensure the supply coming. So what we did is, besides the health control room, which has started for the first um, COVID case, we set up a COVID war room. And we deployed several officers, many mm. of them are IAS officers from neighboring states, mm. like who can speak Canada, Tamil, ah, yeah. and they were deployed in shift duties and mm. they were interacting with their counterparts in the other states for interstate movements of essential goods and supplies. Simultaneously, we also ensured that there is no dearth of equipment and medical supplies. For example, before lockdown, we didn't have enough kits, there were not enough labs. So we were running around the country to find out wherever we can get. So lockdown helped us mm. in building up our stocks. Mm. And simultaneously increasing the mass so that the test, test can be increased. While a tenth of state's population reside outside the state, Kerala also has a large number of migrant laborers, mainly from eastern parts of India. And most of them are engaged in blue-collar jobs. Studies have put their numbers 
at, at least 3 million. How did the state manage them? I asked the chief secretary. Much before they came out on streets in UP and hmm. UP Bihar, Delhi, the chief minister called me and said that please ensure that these people who are penniless, jobless, do not starve, they do not suffer, please take care of them. Ensure that they are fed well and they are given what they want because there are 5 lakh of them. So we quickly activated the third control group. Hmm. That was called labor, migrant labor's okay. control group. Now, what surprised me most, I'm from Rajasthan. Of course, I worked in Kerala for a long time. But what surprised me most was the word Chief Minister used. It was called Atiti Tora. Yeah, <laughs> guess what? That actually totally zapped me. I had not heard this anywhere. Hmm. Everywhere, everywhere hmm. things migrant labor, migrant. We call them guest workers. So that itself sets up, sets up a different nuance, different perspective, that they are our guests and they have to be taken care of. Hmm. So what we did is, to talk to them in their language, we set up this control room where they could be communicated in their language, a helpline where they can communicate to us, ask them what are the difficulties they are facing. And we started community kitchens and local level committees to give them supplies in case they are not happy with the food we get, and ensure that they are taken care of. And this, this ensured that nobody spilled out in the road. Nobody came out in the roads. Okay. Two incidents where media had spread rumors that they were going to arrange trains mm. and buses. So mm. they came out in small numbers and mm. they were quickly taken care of. I generally don't talk to media. I generally avoid. Yeah. But this time, this time I spoke in Malayalam channels mm. and spoke in Hindi yeah. to assure all these people that don't worry, we will make arrangements for you. Now you remember what happened when, the, when they opened up second phase. They said, okay, these people can go back in buses. Mm. How do I spend mm. one and a half lakh people of Assam in Bengal mm. by buses from Kerala? Mm. So we wrote to railway ministry, we wrote to prime minister, we wrote to home ministry, saying that allow trains, mm. but this will not work. And this, we were getting restless because they wanted to go home. Yeah. And they are penniless and they have no work to do. And remember, they were very, very young. They are very young lots. Absolutely young boys. Yeah. They similar age so Out of 5 lakh people, even if 5,000 come out, we will have a law and order. So what we did is, we requested, and very reluctantly, the trains were given by the railway ministry. And they gave only one train on first day, okay. on experimental basis. Okay. Hmm. So this first train, they were apprehending that the train will be destroyed. They will block it. They will be massive. Uh, chaos. So they said, we will not issue tickets, we will give it to government, you do whatever you want. But only 1200 people and that's to pay. You have to pay the basic fare. So we took this challenge. Okay. I talked to the collectors, SD. I said, cordon off the radio stations, pick up 1200 guys without creating a restlessness. I had already appealed to them that if trains are not destroyed, we don't create a chaos, hmm. other trains will come. And give us a chance. If the first train goes fine, tomorrow we will have five more trains. Hmm. Day after tomorrow, we'll have 10 people. But I will ensure that all of you go home. But no chaos. You, you will not come out on the streets. You will not destroy the world. So already, I think, uh, close to 200 trains, more than 2.5 lakh people have left. What a large number, just see. Any hmm. chaos? Hmm. So Kerala actually does things hmm. which other people still think of. Now, very surprising, you think what happened is, when the first train to Odisha was going from Kochim, hmm. My counterpart, who is Chief Secretary in Orissa, hmm. was reluctant to take that. Okay. Because he had not worked out his basic thing, you know, in Orissa. Oh. What do we do with this 1200 guys? Where will we quarantine them? How do I send them to the respective districts? 
So they were asking me details that can you tell me the district wise? Okay, how do I pick up from five lakh even? How do I pick up district wise? So I said, no, we will try. Just whatever best we can try and send it from different stations. I can't assure you that you know from Ganjam district or Katak only entire train should be from Katak. That's not possible because these are limited stops trains. The other day I was speaking to a health inspector, one of the grassroots level functionaries in a primary healthcare center in Kerala's Vainadu, a predominantly tribal district. He told me that in his panchayat there are around a dozen health officials functioning just under the PHC. This is in addition to uh, one Asha volunteer for uh, each ward of the panchayat uh, they were having. And these people were collecting COVID-related data, mainly about uh, people who returned from high-risk areas and people showing symptoms and those who came in contact with them and so on. Whoever was in charge of the ward then log in to the state government's COVID Jagdada application and update these uh, data on a daily basis. Listen to Mr. Mehta about how such micro-level data helped the state. Uh, in planning against COVID? We started depending on the Kerala State Disaster Management Authority Office control, hmm. both control. Where all this data started flowing in, which panchayat, which ward, which hmm. municipality. Now, when you start talking about hotspots and containment, if a one case comes from a municipality, let us say Trivandrum municipality, the whole municipality goes under curfew. Whereas it could be from a very small unit, you know. Mm-hmm. Now to close down offices, close down business establishment when you are opening up, just because one case has reported in a small cluster, doesn't make sense. So we quickly developed a formula by which we started looking not only at positive, mm-hmm. but also how many primary and secondary people affected. Yeah. And we gave a weightage to them and started looking at them as red, red zone, yellow zone, orange zone, okay. like that. Mm-hmm. And then we started saying that, okay, but that's a small unit. Hmm. Or the small units, we hmm. can uh, we can close them down, but entire municipality may not be closed down. Hmm. Let's only focus on the subwards or the place where this particular case is at. Hmm. So these four control rooms, which are directly going on, somebody hmm. has to coordinate. So as Home Secretary, I was doing this job every hmm. day. Okay. Now all this is of no meaning unless there is a good general at the top. When you fight a war, right from foot soldier to the top general, yeah. chief of army staff, will be very important. Now, our great chief minister here yeah, is not only a remarkable leader, but also a great administrator. So every day, hmm. 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, we will call a meeting. He has already collected his feedbacks from various sources. Hmm. Then he asked each one of us to speak on supplies, on hmm. equipment, on cases, hmm. on trends, on quarantine, on police, hmm. on health, on uh, labor camps, on okay. trains going. Hmm. And people coming inside, the border check posts, all these figures we collect, he asks each one of us to report. Okay. After all of us have spoken, then he takes few decisions which we are supposed to implement. After that, six o'clock he calls the press conference. In the press conference, he announces this decision. Hmm. Hmm. This goes to the public. People people stop watching serials yeah. yeah. because no need of gossip, no fake news. Yeah, true. No need of speculation on television, television mm. channels. Their chief minister of states mm. comes out with facts and figures and says what are the decisions taken. And makes an appeal that's how we do. Mm. How do we ensure that this is spread? Now you tell me mm. if chief minister is doing this again next day, mm. 
The first question he is going to ask what happened to the decision I took yesterday. Has the order been issued or not? Decision has already reached now. People have come to know, newspapers have reported it. You tell me how do I not issue orders? Within 24 hours, I am under pressure to issue orders. Now coming to the new challenges, earlier everything was done under a, a lockdown, so it was much more easier to control things and now you have another challenge of returning migrants, I think Kerala has some 3.3 million migrants and 2.2 million or something like that in Gulf alone and then now interstate uh, transport has opened up like train and bus services, so that is going to be a massive challenge and also the fact that in Kerala society, uh, uh, the, if you look at the age profile, perhaps the older population will be higher, they may be more susceptible. So, how how are you going to take up that, that sort of a challenge? Will we see any, any change in your approach? You cannot have indefinite lockdown in the country. Mm. When you know that mm. the enemy is invisible, you can't see this enemy, you don't know how long it will last. How long can you not normalize things? Life has to go on. Mm. You cannot have people starving, you cannot have businesses closed down. We cannot have non-essential or other things stopped, or surgery stopped, hospitals closed down. We cannot have that. So people had tremendous suffering during this time. Lockdown inside, confining to your house for months together is not easy. It leads to psychological problems. So we have to open up sooner or later. People who are suffering abroad, it is their case. They have all right to come back. We have 22 lakh, 2.2 million in Dalsamo. Many of them were suffering because no tests, nothing yeah, done for them. True. And they wanted desperately to come back because mm-hmm. Kerala was safer. Because as the cases started rising in other places, our cases were low. So we cannot stop that. We cannot say that you will not come. But mm-hmm. what we said is, please come with a test. Have it tested so that you don't spread it to others. And also prioritize those who are without work visa, those who are stranded there, students, pregnant women, young children. Let it be prioritized, let them come. All 22 lakh cannot come together. So we requested this to government of India. Unfortunately, that was not possible because many of these countries do not have testing facilities. And it's not available. And it is available only to symptomatic people, yeah. not to everybody. So we had no choice and government of India said we are starting here in their life when they are on screen. And these tribes should come. So the only option we had was to ensure that they are all registered. So initially we were quarantining them, not letting them go home. Ensuring that their numbers are monitored, their tests are monitored, mm. and checking them at airports, watching them. If symptoms are there, we test them. If no symptoms, they go to bed quarantine or institutional quarantine, whatever. Now, what happened is many of these cases, those some people who are jobless, some people do not have enough homes, which is a very small number. We found a whole lot of them have houses, they have two or three bedrooms, and they can they afford to be isolated. And we are sending them to hotels. So there was no logic in this. Hmm. So we requested the government of India that home quarantine is itself institutional quarantine. So gradually things settled down. Okay. Now what has happened is the, as, as the cases are unfolding, hmm. we are watching every day that 85% of them are imported cases. And the number of contacts are only 11%. So that basically means if a person goes to his house, hmm. he is not infecting others. Hmm. And he is not spreading it to others. Hmm. So, basically our institutional quarantine or home quarantine mm. has been a success. Okay. The surveillance system, the contact tracing has been successful. So, how do we sustain it when the numbers go up? 
So remember about COVID, mm. it's the numbers which are scary. Mm. Disease is not scary. We, 50,000 will become 1 lakh. 1 lakh will become 5 lakh. Mm. No time. And then out of this 5 lakh, even 1% mm. they are symptomatic mm. and land, land, land up in hospitals, then we will run out of hospitals. Mm. Sure. Mm. This exactly. is basically the whole name. So this is what we observed in foreign countries that the hospital facilities get overwhelmed. They get, they collapse. So simultaneously we started working on things where people do not land up in hospitals, even if they are symptomatic, even if they are suspicious cases, we take them first to the first line COVID centers, okay. not to COVID hospitals, okay. where they are kept under observation and tested. And if they are symptomatic, we take them to COVID hospitals, not symptomatic, they are kept in isolation. Simultaneously started mapping. Disaster management was mapping how many schools you have, how many colleges you have, how many hospitals you have, how many private hospitals, how many ICU beds, yeah. how many ventilators. Mm. What happens if the case reaches 500 in one particular district? What happens if the case reaches 100 in that district? What happens if it, where will you take them if the mm. case is 2000 mm. today? Mm. Okay. So that kind of minute grass level micro planning was also done at district level. Mm. And we ensured that the Collectors, DMOs, police, everybody knows about. So you can handle a crisis better mm. if you are well prepared for it. Yeah. So this is what we are planning. Going ahead, uh, what are the plans to revive the economy, which is uh, currently in a really bad state? See, first time you said, Jan has to Jan. Then he said, Jan or Jan do not. Later, second phase of lockdown, he said. Yeah. Because first you have to say life, that is our first time. Mm. Then we, you see, you tell me about economy, is it Kerala only affected? Mm. All, mm. all yeah. the states are yeah. anybody. Mm. Is it India only affected? Yeah. All countries are affected. Yeah. With international travel gone, mm. with hotel and other industries gone, mm. with people not traveling, mm. and trying to work inside their homes, mm. obviously economy will go, go yeah. back to shutters. Okay. Mm. So you can't help it, but you have to see now later. Mm. You know, come back on, on your feet. But first, we have to ensure that this thing, damn thing, stops. Yeah. Mm. And who knows when will it stop? Mm. Till the vaccine comes, this is a long haul. Okay. We have to live with it. Mm. Now, most important thing, Sutin, I wanted to tell you mm. is the people who have comorbidities. Yeah. People who do not have immune system. Mm. Old people, mm. 60 and above. We mm. talked about old people in Kerala. Mm. We have the largest numbers. Yeah. There are 42 lakh people above 60 years age. Mm. 5.4 lakh people above 70, 75 years age. Mm. And many of them are alone. Mm. Husband lost or wife lost yeah. and children not with them. Yeah. These people, all of them have comorbidities. Mm. Hypertension, diabetes, cancer, mm. yeah. respiratory problems. Mm. If they get infected, mortality will be very high. True. Mm. This is what is happening all over the world. This yeah. is what is happening in Delhi. Mm. This is what is happening in Maharashtra. Mm. So, you have to ensure that they are protected. Mm. You have to ensure that they don't come out. Will and nobody goes near them. Yeah, will you be thinking about something like reverse quarantine? Of course. Mm. Oh, sir. We are already doing it. We have set up helplines where such people are closely monitored if you need any medical supplies to any help, okay. including doctors. We ensure that they are they do not come out and it reaches them. 
If it is not possible in Kerala, it's not possible in any other. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Nehta.